Hi everyone, welcome back for another episode of EGOs. My name is Rochelle Kernan, and today I have a very special guest. We have Dr. Haroon coming from Pakistan, where he is currently a lecturer and a researcher in geology at Saratoga University. Specifically, he studies carbonate sedimentology and diagenesis and how that affects water resource management within uh, certain parts of Pakistan. Hi, Haroon. How are you doing today? Hi, Rachel. Um, I'm good. Uh, I'm doing great. Good. Enjoying the summer. Yeah. Good. No, I'm so happy to hear that. And thank you so much for joining me today. It's really great yeah. to chat with you. Yeah, thanks to you uh, for inviting me and having me uh, on a session uh, where I think uh, a lot of people around the world have participated and uh, have uh, given their thoughts uh, about the new new subject. Absolutely. So could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? So maybe where you're from, where you grew up, and maybe something that influenced you while you were growing up uh, that led you to become a geologist. Okay, uh, so uh, I can start uh, that uh, uh, I was born in a city that is the second largest city. It's called Lahore, and it's uh, also called the heart of uh, Pakistan because of its location and uh, because it was located uh, along the road, just like all you know that there was a famous Silk Road. So, uh, but this is mainly located uh, on a way whenever anybody wanted to visit India. So they they need to stop over and then then go to Delhi or somewhere. So it is uh, it was located uh, on one of these uh, main highways uh, that was built like thousand years ago, and this city uh, like has a rich history of thousand years. Uh, that combined the histories of all the emperors and it recorded all the events that happened uh, during that time from the Mughals, from the British, from the Sikhs. So all, all the history is just like written on the walls of this city. And it has a very good uh, uh, gallery of uh, gardens. It is actually a city of gardens and forts and uh, it is famous for that. And uh, of course, uh, it's food is uh, famous as well uh, all over all over the country and all over the world and uh, the architecture that was uh, uh, laid down during the time of these all of these emperors they left their signature on this mm -hmm. city and especially the mughals the mughal architecture and the gardens that they made and uh, however uh, during the uh, you can say the recent development some of these uh, historical uh, gardens are lost but uh, some of it is still preserved and that's actually sparked my interest in the nature and also especially the architecture that I saw and uh, it's like uh, from architecture to history and then history to nature and then nature to uh, obviously to geology and uh, that that actually led me and then um, I spent some some time in, uh, like in the western part of Pakistan that is full of mountains Mm -hmm. And I was always amazed whenever I went through an old British train uh, to see the tunnels and all those mountains and those passes and those uh, rivers and mm -hmm. everything. 
for it actually uh, during my ninth to tenth grade i was amazed and always thought that there should be a subject that uh, should, should relate to to these things and uh, and after uh, i i finished my uh, 12 years uh, from college from my college degree and then i went to to university and then i came to know because my interest was basically in physics mm-hmm. uh, but when I, when i uh, joined the university i thought uh, why don't uh, we go for for a field uh, my professor told me this is a policy dependent field mm-hmm. you go at your own risk so i thought that okay i take the risk <laughs> yeah and that and then that that thing happened and then i joined uh, geology and, uh, and then i tried to then it became uh, a part of my life you can say that it has uh, something in my daily daily life and uh, it, it it is uh, still whether uh, we talk about mars if i have some photographs i will always try to relate it to one of my my things that i've seen in the field and then it's gone yeah absolutely thank you so much for sharing that with us so on your geology path could you tell us more about where you went to school what are your degrees and a specific story about your career path yeah uh, i did my uh, schooling mostly uh, from lahore and uh, i did until my msc uh, mm-hmm. from university of the punjab that is the oldest institute uh, in pakistan that offers geology mm-hmm. uh, the geology department started in 1951 before that uh, that is now pakistan uh, there was no uh, geology department there was only one in lucknow uh, in the british india so after the partition uh, under the unesco mission uh, we had the department of geology and uh, that became an institute so i finished uh, my uh, bachelor's and masters from there mm-hmm. and uh, then i worked for 6 uh, to 8 months as a student administrator teaching my juniors uh, during my thesis mm-hmm. and uh, that actually helped me to polish my uh, teaching skills mm-hmm. and uh, teach my uh, whatever little knowledge i had at that time to to my uh, juniors and uh, my classmates and uh, whatever i can do so i i actually started uh, by helping uh, without uh, any uh, you can say any reward or any anything and then uh, i joined as a material engineer i worked for 6 to 8 months uh, along uh, with uh, a small company located in lahore and uh, we did uh, some projects in uh, along the indus river uh, mm-hmm. we, we did some projects in uh, in three districts we did uh, material testing of uh, newly built roads it was basically validation after 6 months we have a validation whether the material that was used in the roads was okay so it was a very good um, a project the main part was that uh, we visited many small areas that uh, we could never do uh, independently and we, we, we like uh, visited the westernmost part of uh, the salt range that uh, actually sparked my interest later mm-hmm. on and uh, then we did some research and uh, we have published like four papers sure. uh, international papers uh, related to that yeah that's awesome thank you so much for sharing that with us so specifically i had alluded to it um when i introduced you that you're a part of uh, water resource management research right now 
what other energy sectors have you worked in during your career? And could you maybe share with our audience something that you really liked about one of your research projects or your your specific field? Okay, so uh, as I said, uh, then later on I joined uh, the uh, King Fahad University of Petroleum and Minerals and uh, there I worked uh, on various projects uh, with the industry, especially uh, there was the project that we did was with uh, Saudi Aramco, that was the Myosin Carbonate project. And uh, in that project, uh, we actually uh, had uh, to visit the Myosin, uh, especially for understanding the behavior of these Myosin uh, rocks, uh, silicic classic carbonate mix and understand their uh, architecture and heterogeneity for uh, for the northwestern part of um, uh, Arabian Gulf, mm-hmm. whether they could be a reservoir or not. And then later on, after I finished my second master's from King Fahad University, uh, and then I, uh, um, I joined uh, for, for a shorter time to Weatherford and then worked with Halliburton for mm-hmm. a shale gas project uh, for Kusaiba that, you know, is the famous uh, source rock uh, and has generated about 9% of hydrocarbons that we see. So we worked there, uh, we worked on the uh, Cambrian part of it, we worked on the Silurian part of it, uh, the Rahan member, the, the Kuseba shales, and uh, we did a very high resolution stratigraphy there, fracture mapping and everything, field work. And then uh, I got an opportunity to work on a project with Shell, Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Petronas, that was for my PhD. And uh, so it, it was like uh, working uh, with the industry and also earning degrees. So it was like two in one situation for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that yeah. sounds that sounds amazing. It, it It's like a very broad, like you've worked on so many different things. It's really impressive um, and exciting. Do you have a favorite project? that you worked on or something that you just, you really love or resonated with you? Yeah, uh, especially uh, when I worked for the carbonate uh, project for my PhD, that was uh, for carbonate reefs. Mm -hmm. I always liked reefs whenever I studied the chapter in my undergraduate studies. So I always wanted to, and fortunately I found that one for my PhD. And uh, the favorite part was, of course, core description because it was like very time-consuming and uh, lengthy job, and uh, that never finishes. And I described like 1.7 kilometers of core. Oh wow! Um, centimeter by centimeter. So that was the favorite part of it. That uh, because you never see cores easily. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, especially uh, if you can identify the rock types and then link them to the uh, logs and then link them to the seismic and then see the big picture coming out of it and that 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 I think is the most uh, favorite part of it and mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I still have some uh, data with me that I will uh, wish to, to work on and continue that as well absolutely so within your field that you've been working in, do you foresee any new trends or developments um, maybe as we come out of the pandemic um, and maybe how that will change over the next five to ten years? Yeah, I guess the future uh, will be a little different uh, like the post 
covid uh, will be different from the time that uh, we were before because mm-hmm. the the machines will be uh, quite uh, you can say familiar with us and the closeness with the machines will come over mm-hmm. and uh, most of the work now we see will be remotely done and uh, now we realize that uh, many meetings could be just a zoom call so we can save our time as well and utilize our time and mainly i think will be the digitization era is just like we have enough data now with us uh, mm-hmm. from all sort of the industries so we need someone to to teach this data to the computers and uh, to to digitize all those values to find out those values and uh, another thing that uh, i think will happen will be virtual field works we need uh, uh, we will have more uh, people uh, uh, because uh, if if we continue this practice maybe we we need to have uh, uh, more virtual field works uh, mm-hmm. in areas where uh, sometime uh, we can't go or um, those areas could be the type sections like the permutriasic boundary if somebody wants to see there should be an area or a website or place where we can see the uh, international stratigraphic sections mm-hmm. or a place where we have a mag- mega thrust or in a, a main a normal fault or a rift valley or something like that so i think there will be more computing involved more programming involved and more i think there will be the role of machines that's what i am doing currently with one of my friend who is doing phd from china and mm-hmm. we are trying to do machine learning uh, application on identification of uh, faces cognitive mm-hmm. faces so mm-hmm. we are trying to move in that direction i hope uh, we can get some uh, fruitful results out of it mm-hmm. absolutely yeah no i totally agree with you i it's really fascinating um, how things are going to change or they're already changed going forward. Yeah. Um, so could you tell us a little bit more about you? So would you say that you're in, you're living your dream job right now, or are you still uh, working towards a goal of a, a place that you're trying to get to in the future? Could you tell us more about sort of your, your goals and your ambitions? yeah uh, my my dream job uh, would be because um, i also love to teach uh, to the mm. younger ones about yeah. my subject because that's my passion mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. uh, i am here and uh, I, i would like to establish a center uh, because uh, we don't have a cognitive research center or a lab uh, here in our country so my dream would be to establish a center where students uh, can work actively uh, in national and international projects where students can have uh, just like i mentioned about the groundwater uh, mm-hmm. problem in our country like in the westernmost part uh, of pakistan so uh, i i would like to have uh, a center uh, under uh, my supervision uh, and in the international collaboration where we can work uh, for uh, studies that are really impactful that are related to the just like uh, uh, now the city where i am uh, there is some areas where we have the problem for arsenic uh, that that is uh, polluting the the water and uh, we have uh, actually the, the 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 problem here we have is that it is located between two rivers mm-hmm. but the water of two rivers cannot mix because the uh, hard rocks are exposed on the surface in this area and those hard rocks are impermeable 
and uh, those rocks don't allow the mixing of those river waters that's why the water has becoming is becoming saline mm-hmm. and because of the salt rain formation that is present in this area just above those those salts are just present above the metamorphics and igneous and uh, though that salt is now uh, polluting the water and uh, it's like the drinking water in some areas is like uh, undrinkable and uh, uh, you have to go for uh, uh, for other areas and that that's that's i think uh, would be uh, my my dream work or my dream center or my dream lab to to help the common citizens of uh, this area and uh, to help uh, from my subject mm-hmm. my subject can help them and uh, uh, help uh, because uh, geology is like a very big scale thing when mm-hmm. it comes to the common people and if it can help them then i think it will be a nice contribution to the society yeah that's that's great i wish you the best of luck and please let us know if there's anything we can do to help you with with your goals yeah yeah sure um do you have any advice for someone who is currently building their dream so maybe something you would tell one of your students right now yeah so uh, i think uh, the main thing will be uh, because nowadays the conferences and are all virtual the webinars are all virtual so uh, previously we need to go to the conferences meetups and readings and um, it's like uh, you meet the people from the industry mm-hmm. and uh, i think connectivity uh, connecting uh, your uh, remaining in contact with your teachers and uh, remaining in contact with your classmates with your friends mm-hmm. and learning of course soft skills uh, to how to present to how to prepare a presentation to how to appear in an interview and how to prepare your cv and then working and polishing and trimming your soft skills would definitely help and of course as uh, we previously thought, uh, talked about the uh programming and uh, uh learning uh, machine learning mm-hmm. things and those advancements that are connecting machine learning geology we are listening about geoscience machine learning sub, uh msc in machine learning so if i i think now the students who are uh, in geosciences they need to uh to apply uh, computing knowledge the knowledge from the programming to learn programming and should have some basic knowledge of um, computing and also computer graphics are very important uh, to draw figures to draw maps and uh, if they are joining some company in future that needs uh, them to draw um, large scale maps to learning rgis coral draw adobe illustrator i think that would help uh, uh, those those students i always advise my students to learn graphics and programming that will definitely help them in uh, getting a a dream job that uh, they think they can yeah absolutely i i wholeheartedly agree and the last thing that i have for you today is um what is something or maybe many things that you do to maintain your happiness and your success yeah uh, these days uh, my passion is like reading and mm-hmm. uh, writing mm-hmm. i spend most of my time in uh, reading and uh, i think uh, reading a new research or reading uh, some new book or a new um, idea or a new research uh, makes me happy also hiking mm-hmm. taking photographs of uh, during hiking or traveling 
to far off places. Uh, uh, I traveled to to Quetta, Balochistan, the western part, like ten days ago. Oh yes. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, to just uh, see uh, because I didn't uh, travel for the last twenty years. I was a kid when I traveled there, so I wanted to see mm-hmm. with the the eyes of a geologist now. And uh, yeah, and celebrating every success, uh, of course, uh, with my family, with my friends, and uh, with my close ones. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like uh, gives me uh, the happiness, and also uh, helping uh, anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm available twenty four seven if anybody needs uh, any help. Uh, just like in terms of editing or writing or anything. I'm I'm available and uh, yeah I do I I do uh, take breaks I do nothing breaks and uh, uh, on the weekends and just like to get my energy levels back mm-hmm. you know, to, to work on the the new ideas yeah so uh, this this all uh, makes me up absolutely. So before we go today, is there anything else that you like to talk about or discuss uh, and share on this EGO's podcast? Yeah, I, I think it's a good platform. And, uh, oh, thank you. Need, yeah, I think we need uh, more things, more more ideas like this to connect people around the world. And uh, because uh, this pandemic has told us uh, many lessons, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh when when we went back uh, from offices to homes then we realized that the world from a different angle mm-hmm. from a dis- different perspective and a different style and uh, now we understand that the world is not that big not that huge it's just like a village just like we talk about global village you are just uh, one call away one mm-hmm. uh, message away around the world and uh, i think we need to uh, learn that uh, to care about our planet mm-hmm. uh, we see uh, the rising temperatures around the world whether it is arabia it is asia or it is americas or even europe uh, all all of those areas that haven't received hot summers uh, the record breaking uh, temperatures are the temperatures are rising even in antarctica some parts have uh, recorded highest temperatures so that that thing uh, is really uh, you can say alarming for us and uh, we need to think about our future in terms of the renewables and uh, cutting down the carbon emissions mm-hmm. and uh, coming back uh, to the lives that like our forefathers used to be like those those lifestyles that have uh, been now absolute mhm yeah no i i wholeheartedly agree it's we have to learn to work with nature instead of yeah. working against it or ignoring it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, still still if you if you visit some far off places like I have been to Balochistan I still see people are using the organic ways to mm-hmm. of doing things and they are, they are not polluting the environment as we do and the clear sky that you see in those areas you cannot find that clear sky in the big cities that yeah. that is just there is just a very simple test that all of us can do and the environment and the healthy air that you feel there you cannot find it in big cities and that that's really alarming for for all of us and we need to rethink and rebuild our ideas on on the carbon emissions and working for the renewables as well absolutely well thank you so much dr haroon for being here today with me i really appreciate your time 
and uh, be sure to keep in touch. Yeah, thank you very much, Isha, for inviting me. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.